it's time for Tuesday Night Live Chat with Brian S. Red and John Young. Good evening and welcome to tonight's show. In tonight's show, we are going to be taking your calls and answering all those personal questions about dating that you've always wanted to have answered. Because we're the guys to talk to for that. Yes. No. Especially John. Wait, no. Wait, that wasn't tonight's topic. Okay, what was tonight's topic? Uh, tonight, we're going to be going and we're going to be having Brian put together his ultimate gig. This basically is going to be the gig. If Brian put put this together and all this happened, that when he was done, he would be able to say, Lord, I'm ready to come home. I've done the ultimate gig. So we're going to dig into this. And I want to make it, Brian, so we have got all the little aspects thereof of what is going on with that. Yes, we, okay. are, we are there. So we're going to look at the audience. I want to look at the things you're using, where you are, um, who's with you to create the ultimate gig. So, mm. okay. For those of you who are joining us, uh, we had we there was a one more button I didn't click on YouTube, so that's why that's we started over again. If you're on Facebook and you're like, "Hey, dude, I just saw this," yes, you did, and you are lucky you get to see it twice, not three twice. times. So, deja vu. So yes, you get deja vu, and you're so welcome for that. So we're going to get into that. That's going to be our show for tonight. So Brian, let's start off with if if oh, you were going to be doing, okay. let's start at location. Locations are generally, you know. A big picture, we're going to work our way down. If you were going okay. to be performing the ultimate gig, where in the world would you be? Uh, well, either somewhere warm, where I'm kind of outdoors, or probably in a casino. And what... what uh, why, yes, are you asking me Yes, that is exactly where I'm headed to. Why would... Why would because I can smoke there. That's why. <laughs> And again, this is Brian's ultimate. It's, it's my thing. It's his thing. That's right. Yeah. So this is important. Next question. <laughs> okay, so we're, let's put you in a casino in a warm climate. So, With an ashtray. With an ashtray. With an ashtray. It's like the old days. What type of event would it be that you would be performing at? You're at the casino? You know, I think, and if I really think about it through you know, all of the different venues and gigs that I've played. I like doing open format DJing where there really aren't any rules. You just kind of go wherever you feel that the crowd should be going or you, where you feel like the crowd would like to go and you take them on this journey and it's a surprise kind of thing. As cool as that is, I really think it's best when you establish what kind of vibe is going to be happening that night before you do it? Because otherwise what happens is, and it's just been a problem. I'm just being real about this. People try to program the evening for you. I've noticed this a lot at my events. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing one thing and it's working very well. And then I get a person or people who decide that it should go this other direction. And you are like, ah, well, it's working really well here. But then they're insisting it goes the other direction because they're looking at you like their personal iPod. So I think it's cooler if you, right off the bat, just say, hey, look, this is what we're going to be doing tonight. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an 80s night or it's going to be a house night or it's going to be a yep. whatever night. Yep. This is what we're playing. And so if you come up to me and you start asking for 
you know, Johnny Paycheck, then we can't do that because that's not what we're doing tonight. And typically, that's my favorite kind of event where we've already established we're doing this. And I can tell everybody who asks for two chains, no, because that's not what we're doing tonight. No, where we go, I don't care. I mean, there's all kinds of music that I enjoy. So, uh, you know, what that particular format is, just as long as it's established we're going that way, that's all I care about, if that makes sense to you. It certainly does, but this is your ultimate gig. You get to pick the format. Mm. Everyone else is going to follow it, along. Come on. Could be, it could be anything. Let's, let's, let's just, I mean, it could be... If it's going know. to be Brian's Boy, favorite, I, I like doing a lot of things. That's that's the thing. I enjoy playing a lot of different kinds of music. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, it ain't about me. It's about them. But let's just say we're gonna do up tempo party music, seventies, eighties, nineties, and today. Let's just say that's what we're doing. We're just doing fun up tempo stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I got some room to move, yet I don't have to start playing Tupac about it if I don't want to. I can say no to those requests. And let them go their own way. Of course, it's your event, so you yeah. could just you know have it. Not the vibe we're doing. No requests. I've done that, by the way. I've had that, like, the New Year's gig that I, I do at the casino mm -hmm. last year. I, I spoke to the the um, person who who arranges things, and I told him, "I'm like, look, let's just establish what we're doing here. So, you know, it's it's party music, it's fun up tempo party music." And and uh, he's like, "Okay, cool. Let's just say that's what we're doing." And they advertised it as that. And whenever somebody came up and would ask for something that just didn't fit in that vibe, I'd say, "This is what we're doing tonight." We're doing this type of music. Sure. I, I I was doing one there where it was, what did they call it? I think they called it like, like your high school prom that you never got to go to. Okay. Like yep. like your fantasy prom. Second chance you know? prom. I've heard. And and it was that. second chance prom or whatever. Right. So we're looking at seventies, eighties, nineties music. You know, it's fun, up tempo stuff. And and this this big, you know, dude came in you know, from the hood kind of thing. And he was all decked out in chains and the whole bit. And he walks up to the booth and, and he's like, he asked for something like, like NOS or whatever, you know? And I'm like, hey, we're not doing that tonight. What are we doing? I said, we're doing party music, you know, like 70s, 80s, 90s, pop stuff, just fun stuff. Mm -hmm. You got Tiffany... I think we're alone now. I like that jam. Can you play that one? Like, sure. He went with it. Mm -hmm. It was cool because we'd established that's what we were doing, and he was fine with it. And he danced to it. Nice. So I don't yeah. know. I like that. Mm -hmm. That is that is always kind of cool when you have someone who will surprise you when they're like, okay, it's legit. Here's here's something. Well, that's if that's there. what we're doing, can we do this? I'm like, well, that's perfect. Let's do it. And I had so much fun playing it for him because I'm like, hey, believe it or not, this dude requested that song. Everybody laughed. He came out and danced with everybody else. It was it was a good vibe. Yeah. So, you know, 
just as long as it's established that you know this is our format and and i i don't have people leading me down some other road i'm happy mm -hmm. it, it, i like a lot of different kinds of stuff but yeah if we just kind of get a general 70s 80s 90s fun up tempo pop party music kind of stuff that's that would be fine so i'd be fine with that let's look at the room next are you thinking a, the ultimate event would it be in a a ballroom of some sort would it be in a theater of some sort would you prefer a a um, like a nightclub feel dance floor type of a situation what would that take a 200 person capacity bar slash club i like to work in in rooms like that i like things to be a little more intimate than warner mm -hmm. people i just that 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 just isn't personal anymore i like to you know get up and close with my guests when i can so when everybody knows my name and I start knowing who they are, I can recognize them. I'm having the most fun. Certainly. Yeah. That, that instant feedback and in different subjects. Yeah. Jimmy mentioned club. Uh, yeah. Jimmy yeah. from his club days. He, I think he misses a lot of that, uh, of that instant feedback on his mixes when people would scream and shout when he was doing his different things. When I was, you know, the thousand person capacity club, though, something that I'm not interested in. That's just too big. Mm -hmm. Again, something a little smaller, more intimate. I always thought, you know, for me, like just looking at things that were cool, like watching movies and things like that. Um, the I think the club was called Disco Fever in the in the movie Crush Groove. I mean, that was just the coolest vibe. It was just a small place, small-ish place, not huge, but it was cool, you know. And they had these live acts that came on, and it was you could you know, expose brick walls or whatever. That that was neat to me, opposed to the super club. I've never been a fan of that. Mm -hmm. I like the small stuff. Yeah, I think I've only been to a couple of these super clubs in in my whole time. Not that I I don't get out much with that kind of stuff, <coughs> but yeah, you're in this room and it's this huge lights come on. It's like this huge gymnasium type of a space, right? That, that they have bars, 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 and you can go out there and you can get so far away from one bar that it takes you 20 minutes to get back to it because the crowd is just that thick and that many people. And it's like, yeah, yeah, right, no, no, didn't not exciting. Okay, so. Let's talk about how we're going to we're going to talk about let's talk about how we're going to sound and, and light this place up. Let's start with our lighting side of it. What would what would you like to see at that event? For lighting? Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a light tech there for this. I don't have to even mess with it. I want a DJ. Uh, there, there there's lighting and it's cool lighting and there's effects and the light tech kind of sees what I'm doing and hits the brakes right and I I'm not even bothered with it. I don't it, whatever. I mean, just effective. You know, so, so I'm cool with it. Whatever. I don't want any part of it. Mm -hmm. is, is, let someone else do that. For those of you in the chat room, this is an area that, that's interesting. The way some, myself, at one time, I would have wanted to have complete control of the lights. I would be with you now, Brian. I don't care about my the lighting anymore. How I want effective lighting. I mean, yeah. I, it create the mood and pay attention. You know, if there's a song with the with the with a cold break on it, black it out. If there's a track where there's some heavy drums in a break, strobe it. You know, just play Quick it smart. Quicker. Yeah. You know, hit the B sections, hit the choruses, hit the verses, make things change, create that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I'm totally down with that. I mean, you know, whatever. But yeah, I have no interest in it. I just want to play the music. I'll let somebody else worry about the visuals. <laughs> Howie mentions a dark star DMX light show. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I think Howie's volunteering for the 
All right. <laughs> we'll bring Howie in. Howie would he'd have more fun setting up scenes. I've got 97 scenes all set right here. Um, okay, so now let in the club. Obviously, they're going. They would may have something, but what would you like to see for a sound system? What level of? Oh, okay. Well, oh boy, oh, we need to feel that bass, but not rattling your teeth out, but just full clear sound. And and I want conversation areas in my room because mm. I want people hooking up. I mean, I'm honestly, I want social. I, I want like the complete package. I don't want people just on the dance floor all night. This isn't a school dance. You know, this is big people stuff. This is, I think, um, ah, DJ Wash, Eric Wash. Uh, he's a really cool guy. He's from DC. And once in a while, he'll post a picture on Facebook and he does this thing called, um, it's a grown up party. And it's just the idea of that is so cool. A grown up party. Hmm. And, and, and it just means that, it's adults. It's nobody there trying to show off. It's nobody there trying to, you know, be cool or whatever. It, it's just folks that are grown folks party. That's what I was like, grown folks party. Mm -hmm. It's people just showing up and, and, and yeah, they're being social. They're talking, they're, they're meeting people. So it's not just the dance. Other things are happening and it's, it's a, it's a real social event. And, and for that reason, I want conversation areas. So somewhere in the room, uh, or a lot of places in the room, you should be able to speak, but on that dance floor, you should be able to feel it, you know? I like that. Mm -hmm. I, I have the idea of having that, that kind of social area. A lot of DJs, I, I would overlook that. But yeah, that I, I agree. I've had events where it they can... Such a, man, I, you know, what's the point of doing this stuff if all people are doing is showing up and dancing? You want them to meet people. I'm old school that way. I yeah. don't... I meet people on social media, sure, you know, but I'm not a single guy. I mean, but if I were, I wouldn't want to meet women on social media. I would want to meet them out somewhere and see them and approach them. And I don't know, excuse me. I, I think that's important. You know, that's, that's healthy social activities that something like what we do for a living should help enhance. And, and, and environments like this, even at wedding receptions. I mean, single people meet other single people at wedding receptions. It's important to have that conversation area and that opportunity to introduce people to other people and, and talk a little bit. Hey, it's a great song. Let's go dance. There you go. You've got that opportunity. I, I like that. So up on a stage with you, are there any performers that if you could wave wave the magic wand and they could they would be there to perform maybe a set maybe a, a something with you a song or what have you who would you like to share the stage with hmm i don't know i mean i never really thought about it when i work a lot of people are they, they do like the jesus arms thing you know and, mm -hmm. and they're hey put your hands in the air i like to be like the the oz guy behind the the curtain that's what i like to be mm -hmm. i don't even want anybody to really pay attention to where the dj booth is you know it could be way up in the air out of sight uh i i don't want to be the center of attention at at the event i want to be the guy pulling the strings at the event and i want my audience to be the real show so I can't really think of a performer that I'd want to bring on and I can't even imagine that I'd want to be on a stage. Mm -hmm. 
I'm almost thinking like an isolated booth somewhere. Sure. You know, you really have to work hard to get there if you've got something to say to me. <laughs> and I mean, that's how yeah. it used to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to climb a ladder and get through a security guy to be able to talk to the DJ. Um, you got to have a really good reason to talk to the DJ to get up there. Otherwise, you just get bombarded. I prefer that. And, and just have just having a really good perspective of what's going on where you can see everything. You know, than than actually being, uh, you know, a party clown <laughs> there doing Jesus arms and things. I I, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I like like being more anonymous. Just just you know in that regard. So I don't I don't think I want performers. Hmm. I don't think I want them. Just just let me let me do my thing. Let you do yours, yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting the the whole your 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 passion for creating a moment for the the audience and how that just can you know you keep coming back to that whereas well you, you, like how we said you know and how we dark star that's why he chose that name he wants to be the dark star he's mm -hmm. not shining bright the one who's shining bright is you you know the client or the, the, or the bride and groom or the audience it's not about Howie it's about it's about you whoever's at the event it, it's about you having a good time I'm not our I don't believe I have ever been a self-indulgent DJ in that regard mm -hmm. where it was about what I wanted to play or what I wanted to happen it was it was all about what's for the greater good which is why I hate it when you know five chicks decide they want to try to run the evening with their requests. <laughs> That's really why I don't like it. It's not that I don't want to play their songs. It's just that they're not thinking of everybody. They're thinking of themselves. They're mm -hmm. not thinking about anyone else there. And, uh, and I don't like that because I'm not thinking of myself. I'm thinking about everybody, including them. Yeah. So that's what I love about what I do though. I mean, it's, it's, it's never been the look at me thing. Mm -hmm. Never. If you happen to look at me, I don't want to look stupid, but it's not about, hey, you know, I'm over here. You need to watch me and see what I do. Never. So do you think the trend, because I know that there was, that was the way early on, you know, we were really kind of in the background. And then it seems like as DJs, we got into more of the interaction and the MC side of it. And there was more of the, the perception of, you know, more of the, hey, here I am. I'm, got, I'm on a microphone and you're going to be able to hear me and see me more. Yeah. Have we deal with me? I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Are we still at the the pinnacle of that, or have we come down where now we're headed the other direction? What are you feeling about that? I think everybody's got their own style. I mean, it's just like hiring any other kind of entertainer. I mean, what are you looking for? And I've talked about this before. There, are, there's a guy who who works at the agency that I work at, who's a bodybuilder, professional bodybuilder, but he also does. Uh, he sings, he dances, he does routines. He does like a, a Tina Turner thing. He does a Mr. Roboto thing. He does a Louis Armstrong thing. And, and people really like that. Mm -hmm. and, and he's busy. But he's not for everybody. Not everybody is going to want, you know, a, a, a large, you know, bodybuilder guy put on a Tina Turner wig and, and, and dance the Proud Mary song for them. They're not interested in that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're interested in just dancing and chilling. They don't need somebody up there, hey, look at me, you know, put your hands in the air. I think I did that 
a bit when I was younger because it was expected that I did it. Yes. Because that's what my audience wanted. But man, I really love just letting that music speak for itself. I I just enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I have the, the liberty of doing that now. I didn't used to have the liberty of doing that because my library was ultimately limited. Everybody's was. Because you had what you had. You couldn't bring everything with you. You had to rely on other skills to entertain. And sometimes it wasn't always their favorite song, but it was just being this general entertainer. But that's that's been my experience with just hard drives and MP3s and just not having to leave anything behind if you don't want to. We're able to rely on the music to to create that that vibe. And maybe we didn't have that opportunity 20 years ago or 30 years ago, but we do now. And I'm up for it. I think it's fantastic that I can just let the music speak for itself and I don't really have to say anything. Mm-hmm. I did a company party on Saturday. I didn't even do an introduction. Hmm. I just turned up the first slow song and dimmed the lights. I didn't introduce myself or anything. And you know what? The crowd response wasn't any different. Then, And then I know this for a fact because I've done this party for this group for I believe six or seven years in a row. Oh, nice. So I knew what to expect. Yeah. But for some reason, I just wasn't interested in saying anything on the microphone. I wasn't interested in doing that. Hey, everybody, welcome to the party. I'm Brian, your DJ again. Forget it. We're just going to turn the music up. We're going to dim the lights. And we're going to go. And they, they went with it. Sure. They didn't need me to do any of that stuff. Come to find out in that particular situation, all that stuff was just nonsense filler that nobody really needed. Or even wanted. Or pay, yeah, or pay attention to. It didn't enhance the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think and my brain, you know, there are certain situations where you feel you must do that, but I didn't feel like I needed to at this this event. I didn't, and it all worked out. So that's how I feel. I really feel I I don't want to be the center of attention. Um, I like it. I like doing it that way. My last question for the ultimate gig. Okay. What song would you start with? Ooh. Depends on what we're doing here. You're walking no. into the room. The room is <coughs> you've got your your the audience is there. They've had a cocktail. It's in a more of that mature audience where they've been enjoying some some whatever. And now you're on stage. Mm, and I'm dropping a track. You're dropping a track. I'm dropping a track and I don't even know what I'm playing here. Uh geez, there's there's so many ways you can go with that. And I would never drop the best track. I would I would drop the track, you know that I would. You start here and you end up here, you mm-hmm. know. And when you in here, is your your goal. Here is your peak. So you start with something chill, and you build to something wow. And then what I do is I start all over again, and I just do these little sets. Mm-hmm of building and then you know up a hill down a hill up a hill down a hill hills yep. and valleys but if i had to do a theme song to let him know the party's getting ready started it doesn't really matter what um what format i was doing the one thing i always thought would be fun to adapt as as like an intro theme song for me would would be um the theme from the movie uh, the Big Boss by Bruce Lee. 
Hmm. I don't. I'm not even familiar. Like, with that. like it would be like my my intro song. Everybody has their own. Mm-hmm. You know, their their song where, or some people do. Like they're they're. If you listen to a radio show or something, maybe there's like this this song that they play before they go on the air. Yeah. I always thought that the big boss theme, uh, the Bruce Lee movie. I forget who does it. It's the Bob Somebody Sound Orchestra. Peter uh, Thomas. Peter Thomas Sound Orchestra, yeah. It's got such a cool intro. The Fists of Fury. Well, it depends on, you know, it could be Fists of Fury, it could be Big Boss. Had both, both those names work. One. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that. You ever seen Fist of Fury? You've heard it. They don't let me out much. It's just, it's just so, uh, just obscure. I like it. Chicago esque. I mean, it almost had a a a, a very a kind of a, a feel of the Chicago. Uh, it, it's 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 it goes back for it's it's almost like like Lawrence Welk on speed. I don't know what to call it. It's <laughs> yes, because that's an easy image for all of us to have. Lawrence, no, I mean it, it's. I mean Chicago's more rock with with horns. This is just horns. This oh, is just okay. theme shit. I don't know. I I always thought that'd be a cool opener song. I've used it actually for for uh, um, live streams that I've done. I've played that as the intro. Hmm. I did a. I did like an edit of that that's like 30 seconds long that has the intro and the beef of it in the end, you know, mm-hmm. and I've, I've got that cut somewhere that I did myself. I don't know. I like that. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be fun just to let people know it's something's going to happen. And then from there, you put on your song, whatever it is, you know, but there's so many ways you can go with music with this. I mean, I always thought it would be really cool. Um, I mean, years ago, I thought it would be so much fun to open up a bar uh, back when I thought that was a <clears throat> a good idea. Mm-hmm. That was a music bar. Like every bar kind of has a theme. Sure. You know? This would just be a music theme, you know? And, and you go in there and there are posters on the wall of Jimi Hendrix and Madonna and, and, and Pink Floyd and Prince and just, it's Mick Jagger. It's just, black and white pictures all over the place and, and you go in there and, and whatever is happening is happening you know you could just play whatever and and you you went there because it sounded great and and there was a dance floor but that's not why you went there you went there to just hear some good tunes and maybe there's music videos playing yep but it's not a club it's a bar i always thought that'd be the coolest thing and uh it'd be a great place to go for any date night too where, you know, even if you're a little older, you could go there. Um, and, and one thing I thought would be really neat to do, uh, it would be really hard to get anybody really turned on to it, would be to play songs that people weren't really familiar with but were fantastic. And, and that sounds strange, but I think it'd be cool to just, like, be that tastemaker. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Northern Soul, by the way? No, I haven't. Is, is this? Okay. This is really interesting, and, and if anybody is in the chat room from from the UK, they'll know what this is. There was a movement, and I believe it was in the 
70s primarily and even in through the 80s in in uh like manchester which is north of Eng uh, north northern england for some weird reason they really enjoyed finding the most obscure like motown knockoff tracks that didn't quite hit and playing those so basically it was a whole genre of culture uh, uh, built on failures so what for whatever reason we didn't pick up and it didn't hit for us or whatever they wanted it they were they were on it yeah the more obscure the better small tiny labels were like the thing you know and there are some absolutely fantastic tracks that we missed and and they now have as staples is what they call northern soul which is sour music but we didn't pay any attention to it they took it and ran with it that is so cool i thought it would be fun to do kind of something similar to that but with like world music or 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 specifically maybe more specifically not world music but but maybe European music, top 40 music that we never got. Mm -hmm. There's tons of it. People don't know it. It never made it here for, for business reasons. Not because it was bad, but because the music business didn't allow it to come here. There was no money to be made here from it uh, for whatever reason. They had something else going on. They had another sound that they were promoting. And we missed this fantastic stuff. And, and this went on. It may still be going on right now or we're just not hearing what they're hearing over there. And I mean, there are tracks that eventually make it because they're so good. You, you can't avoid them. Uh, a couple come to mind. Remember the song days go by by dirty Vegas. Oh, certainly. Okay. That song was like three years old when we heard it for the first time over here. Hmm. It was just so good. And dirty Vegas is actually an American act. They're, they're not British. But it was a big hit there. Up it that way, and it was a staple. And then I think it turned up on a commercial or something, and it just got so big that they had to go ahead and give it to us. And the whole Kylie Minogue comeback in America was just so funny to me because Kylie Minogue never went anywhere in the rest of the world. You know, in America, it was like, okay, yeah, the locomotion, that was it. And then magically, she reappears with "Can't Get You Out of My Head" in, in 2003 out of nowhere. Uh, she had no career, you know, for 15 years is, is what Americans are thinking. Not true. She had a huge career everywhere else in the world, but for some reason it just wasn't happening here. Can't get you out of my head was like a two year old song when we heard it. It was just so good that they, they couldn't hold it back anymore. And there was an American distribution deal and all this bullshit that, you know, how the music business works. Pretty much so, yeah. so anyway, my, my point is I thought it would be fun to take some of that music that really good music that undeniably people hear and go, Ooh, that's a good song. Cause they're, you know, they're hits, you know, it's not like anybody pushed them on anybody. They're just good tracks mm -hmm. and played those songs. So hearing all these things that, that you never heard before, but you really like, I thought that'd be a fun thing to do as a DJ. Just play these fantastic songs, kind of like the Northern soul stuff. I mean, if you're not familiar with it um, and let's say that you really enjoy soul music, from the 70s and then all of a sudden i give you 100 songs that are fantastic that you never heard it's almost like you're hearing music from a parallel universe 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. It's like, how come I didn't hear this the first time around? Or like there was a hidden hit album from somebody that, that they got somewhere else, but America never got it. And all of a sudden, 30 years later, here you go. Holy crap. Where was this? It, it, that's cool. I, I believe that's cool. Having an audience for it. I don't know. But, but I think, I think it's a neat, neat concept. It would be a really neat concept to, to, to have some kind of place where you could, you could get away with that. Just, just play things that, that, that nobody else is playing, but you think are cool. And that was kind of when we were talking at one time about doing a, an internet radio show for DJs. Yeah. And that was kind of some of the things that you were looking at. Oh, I'm dying to do something with this stuff. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. I, I was talking to, to a friend of mine yesterday who um, is very into soul music. He's, he's in his, um, I guess, mid-50s, you know, and he's a DJ. Scott Thomas, you've met Scott. Yeah, yeah. He's been on the show, right? And, and we were talking about, oh, I'd seen the movie Black Klansman. Okay. Okay, it's out on DVD now, or you can get it on demand or whatever. And, and there was this really cool scene in the movie where, where they go to this, um, through this bar. And, and they say, let's go dance. So they go on the dance floor, and they're playing uh, Too Late to Turn Back Now by uh, Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose. I don't know if you know the song or not. Yeah. But you do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of a down-tempo track. Mm-hmm. Like a ballad. It's got sweeping strings in it and things. And they were doing soul train lines to this track. And it blew my mind because I'm thinking to myself, I I've known that song. That song came out in 72. I was born in 71. I've known it almost my whole life. Yeah. Treat Her Like a Lady was like one of my favorite tracks, which was their other hit. Um when I was little, I used to love it when that came on the radio. I thought it was so much fun. But I never thought of Too Late to Turn Back Now as anything other than like like a nice down tempo ballad almost almost but they were jamming to it you know somebody suggested that it was kind of like they were stepping to it mm-hmm. uh, and and it it the scene isn't like brief it's it's half the song where they're doing this and they're singing it and they're having fun and it was just weird for me because i'd never interpreted the song that way and the best way i can describe it is you know when you look at that picture where it could be an old lady or a young woman mm-hmm it's almost like I saw that picture when I was one year old and all I ever saw was the old woman until like yesterday when I saw Black Panther or, or, or um, Black, Black Klansman. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, I see the young lady now. I never saw that before. That's cool. I never thought of it as that type of a track before. So anyway, we started talking soul music. I said, by the way, have you ever heard of Northern Soul? And he's like, no. And I'm like, check this out. And I threw a track at him. It's by the Jackson Sisters. And it's called I Believe in Miracles, which is like a huge Northern Soul hit. To this day, they play it. You know how you, you get those DJ compilations? Are you used to like Mobile Beat or whatever? Nick was talking about those mm-hmm. uh, last week on the show. I Believe in Miracles by the Jackson Sisters turns up on the UK compilations because it's just that big of a track. Okay. But it was an American song that went nowhere and was a Northern Soul hit. And it's like a staple, party staple for them today. The Jackson Sisters, meaning like? It's called, it, the band is called the Jackson Sisters. The song is called I Believe in Miracles. These are not Michael Jackson Sisters. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say the boy, they have, no. the, they have the look. 
That's the one. I'm just going to jump ahead here. No, don't. Leave it. Leave it right there. Okay. That's such a cool intro. We'll play a little bit of this, and you guys can hear a little bit. The horns come in. It's great. I've got actually two or three different, uh, I think, our last three songs. There it is. Well, you're playing the long version. I There's mean, a radio. Yeah. Yeah, that's the long version. No, normally, it happens a lot, a lot faster. There's a radio edit that's under. It's like three sure. something. No. Just. But but he was like, dude, where did you find this? What is? Mm -hmm. I've never heard this. I'm like, of course you haven't. It's Northern Soul. Um, and that's what it is. And it's like that parallel universe stuff. It's like that's really good. Where did it come from? Sure. I think that would be fantastic. So now I want to get all these so people who haven't don't aren't familiar with this song. Too late to turn back now. So they were doing Soul Train lines to this. Right. You you got to see it. It's it blew my mind. I was having a conversation with Howie about this. Uh-huh. Yesterday on the phone. I'm like, "Dude, this is just bacon my noodle. I never thought of that track being used like that or I never imagined that anyone ever responded to that track." in this fashion he's like oh yeah yeah this was like almost dirty dancing stuff back then when these For kind sure. of songs came on i can uh, almost see this being it's probably on one of the guardians of the galaxy or it's going to be on the next one <laughs> it's, yeah. it's that kind of thing yeah. yeah and the hook so. yeah it's like not quite a ballad and it's not quite a it's just kind of a down tempo track. It's almost like "Rock with You" by Michael Jackson in that regard. It's yeah. Just, uh, but but the response, um, it's even more mellow than "Rock with You" because because it doesn't have the percussion that "Rock mm -hmm. with You" has. But yeah, the the in the movie, and it's only a movie. I understand that, but it was just so neat to see people dancing like that to that track and singing along. And damn, that's cool. I never I never imagined. Than anyone would respond to it. Like yeah, I wouldn't have either. So I wanted to play this because I don't remember this one. Cheater, cheater like a lady. Now, yeah, now. Well, you get the chorus. Yep, yep. Now I recognize it. Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose. Yeah, well, it was actually two sisters uh, by the time they did um, uh, To Leave to Turn Back Now. Treat Her Like a Lady was just Sister Rose, who actually had a career. She was uh, doing things. She was with bands and gospel acts and things and was in uh, Vegas doing shows and things. And I guess her mother said, oh, you come home and help your siblings, help your brothers. They want to do a thing. So they formed Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose um, for that first album and then they did a second album where they brought their other sister in on it too so it wasn't just sister rose i don't remember what that sister's name was <laughs> they only did that other album and then they disbanded and i don't know one of the brothers joined a cult and the other one i don't know um but but sister rose uh according to what i'm reading is still performing in mm -hmm. miami or not miami but in florida wherever they're from in florida it, and she works with multiple bands and she's a vocalist and things. So. 
Howie, you're welcome for the earworm that's going to bother you for the rest of the night. Glad we could help. Glad we could help. <laughs> it's not a bad earworm to have. Um, so yeah, you know, it, 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 again, I mean, and to, to, to try to answer your question a different way, uh, you know, especially after, um, you know, this conversation, I guess. It would be really cool to do a gig where people actually just responded well to whatever I played. Sure. Uh, you know, because there's so many times that we want to, you know, if we want to indulge ourselves or you, or we even think to ourselves, you know, you could have a lot of fun with this song. Mm -hmm. You know, just, if you just give it a chance, you really have a lot of fun with this one. I, I really feel this would enhance the evening or this would be a great song for you to dance with. Uh, that new girl you met or whatever the case might be. It might not even be self-indulgent. It might just be like good intentions that we have as programmers and people just, mm, they walk away because they're not 100% familiar yeah, yeah, with it. Uh, it would be really cool to do an event where everybody was just kind of like, oh yeah, let's try it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's rare, but it happens. It's very rare. Very you really have to have the right vibe going on. You got to grab them early and kind of just win their trust. And I've done this kind of thing before and even school dances where they're looking at me like I'm the old guy. And, you know, I work really hard to to play the songs that I predict that they're going to ask for anyway mm -hmm. as quickly as possible so they don't have the opportunity to ask for things. And if I can do that, then then sometimes they'll be like, hmm, I, he's cool. Yeah, this guy's got something going he's on. He's cool. Here. Yeah, all right. Yeah, let's see what he's got to say. And then I can take liberties. And, and whether they know it or not, it's got a groove. And and they're just like cool. Let's dance to this. Um, it would be neat to to have every gig like that, I guess, where you would be able to take some liberties once in a while and turn some people on to some things. Um, I, I guess I've just come to the conclusion over the years that I'm not supposed to be the tastemaker. I'm supposed to be the DJ. Just give yeah. them what they want. Yeah. Uh, but but having said that, uh, the music lover in me would love to just turn people onto things that I think they may enjoy if they give them a chance mm -hmm. and they weren't so jaded. Um, so an open-minded crowd uh, would, would be fantastic to work with in that regard. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think yeah. I've had, it probably, happens though. It happens. I, I, I mean, did. I had a couple of nights and all the years of playing in the, in the club, there was a couple of nights and those were nights where people were snowed in. That literally <laughs> right. the freeway was shut down and they were like, you know, we're here for the night. We aren't here to dance. We can't drink heavily because in the morning we have to get on the road to get to our job or wherever. So let's just enjoy ourselves and take us on a journey. And I, yeah, one in particular night, I got into an eighties, a group that just really responded to deep eighties cuts. So yeah. it wasn't playing the first hit or the second. You could go down into playing some of these these uh, more obscure things and it was a, it was a lot of fun i used to be able to do a lot of that kind of stuff when i worked evolve because it was a tourist destination people mm. weren't from there so they had no expectations nice. so they had no idea what the hell was going on here yeah that would so been. i could kind of do anything and they'd be like all right cool i guess this is what we're doing i mean that was fun <laughs> yep. you know the the um ah, crap oh i was gonna um i was gonna ask you this and, and the, the thought the thought kind of comes and goes um, the hell was I going to ask you? It was a good question too. Um, 
damn it, John, keep talking. Sorry. All right, I'll come back. So one of the one really... of the songs that still stands out is that that was my only time of ever playing it was a song from the Tubes. The song was uh, "Wild Women of Wongo." <laughs> and if you guys have never heard this, I, I don't even know if we, it, it may not even be on. Uh, I think I have the best of the Tubes somewhere. With come on, sports fans and she's a beauty and all that stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. And this was this was uh, the. I don't even know if it's going to be uh, if it's going to be be on the. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah, I don't. Uh, I'll have to see if it's uh, yeah, because there's a movie. There we go. Because you guys haven't heard, yeah, it was that night. <laughs> That this song was played, and I had for you know, my uh, friends and I we used to play pool to this song when we were growing up, and uh, and it, it, I, when I got to play it, it was literally one of those things that we talked about for weeks afterwards. It's like it's this really hokey. The wild women. Of Wongo. That's pretty 80s. It yeah. was. I want to try to get to the. Yeah. The one I used to slip in every once in a while, if I didn't think anybody was paying attention to me at a club or something, uh -huh. I put on um, I'm in Jail by Was Not Was. That's, you ever heard that? I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm in Jail by Was Not Was. It's only like a minute and 20 seconds long. But it's ridiculous. I can't believe you've never heard that. Was not was. Hello, Dad. I'm in jail. That's the one. Okay. Let's let's take a listen. Turn it up. Hello, Dad. I'm in jail. Hello, Dad. I'm in jail. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard this one. And this is what the song is for like a minute and a half? Yeah. Say hi to mom from jail. <laughs> oh, God. I like it here. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> oh, God. Our cred points. Just to see if anybody was, you know, if nobody was paying attention to me, I would just put it on. Uh-huh. Like, you know, early in the night or whatever. Hello, Dad. <laughs> I'm in jail. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, it was on the same album that like um, "Walk the Dinosaur" was on. It was like the last track on there. It's like, what the hell is that? Yeah, all of a sudden, played it. It's like, woo! It was a big, um, it was a big college thing. Uh huh. College radio song kind of thing. So yeah, hello, Dad. I'm in jail. <laughs> oh my goodness, goodness. Well, I think we're going to wrap things up for tonight, so, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for being with us this evening and kind of going along with our, our little uh, chat. Um, next, I took it. I took it somewhere else. I apologize. Yeah, it, no, we, it was, we were wrapping up the one, so it was a nice transition into our, our uh, little little music chat of some weird, weird, <laughs> weird things. <laughs> um, next Tuesday, we will be back, and that will be our actual final show for two thousand. Uh, for 2018 so i'll uh, be with us next tuesday night brian and i will be live right after the ben stowe cooking show 
Yes, that's right. Next we Tuesday. lost feed, but it doesn't matter. You can watch this in a recording. Yes. So we'll see you guys next Tuesday night. And of course, we'll be back again with our regular shows tomorrow night on Wednesday night. So thanks, everyone. Good night. Oh, <laughs>